wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. We are going to get right back into our story. Last week, we talked about the beauty and simplicity of our wedding, as well as the depression that I began experiencing. And today, we're going to talk a little bit more about our missions trip with YWAM and how that season of depression followed us into that, as well as how God started breaking that off of me, kind of. And that's not going to be the center of it, but that's what came to mind as I started talking. So, Father God, thank you so much for another day. Thank you so much for another opportunity to share our story. I just beg that people are hearing this and listening to this and really seeing you in it, seeing how you've moved in our life, how you made ways when it seemed like there really wasn't any way and how you just brought us into seasons that didn't make any sense at all and how you brought so much beauty from them. I ask that you would encourage and inspire those who are listening, that they would trust you, that you can do that in their life too, that you can do it for them too. It's not just for us. It's for all of your children. And we love you so much. Please continue giving us the thoughts and ideas and remembrances of what you want to share with your body today through us. In Jesus' name. Father God, thank you again that you've yeah, allowed me to come on this podcast despite me not, yeah, knowing what to say or what to share. But thank you for, yeah, just giving me the words to say and bringing to mind all that we need to share. So thank you for who you are, Lord, and being patient and gracious with us and continuing to renew our minds each and every day. We just thank you so much for the blessings that you've blessed us with and giving us all that you have. Just continue to pour your blessings on your children who are listening and moving their hearts and their minds to love you more and more. And yeah, give us the words to say today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to start out with a question right away for you, babe. When okay. did you, because YWAM was your idea. It was something that you were led to. And it was something that you were already pretty much pursuing. That was going to be your next right step. And because we were married, we went together but you were kind of going to go rather you were married or not. So when did God start putting that on your heart? And how did you even hear about YWAM to begin with? So the first time I heard about YWAM, my buddy and I, I think a group of us went to the Kona side. And if any of you know anything about YWAM, Youth with a Mission, the 
like main base is actually on the big island of Hawaii in Kona. That's uh, the University of the Nations and it's um yeah, a big YWAM base there. So we went over to the beach and we went to one of our favorite beaches and we I think my buddy knew somebody that actually was in YWAM but was from his hometown and I think they got connected and we ended up just going to the same beach and planning on, you know, meeting up with them. But I I previously had nothing, no knowledge of what YWAM was. So that was the first time I've heard of it. And there was a group of them. I mean, they were our age. They were college students, just similar ages. And they were here on a missions trip. And for what they were doing, they were doing a discipleship training school, which we ended up doing. But yeah, after that trip, I don't know, God just kind of highlighted it to me after coming home. I think I looked it up on online. I just typed in it on Google and saw what Youth with a Mission was all about and was looking it over. And I think at some point during that semester that I came back to the Lord, it was the spring of 2018 when I had, yeah, first came back after, you know, those that long while that I wasn't in the church and really pursuing the Lord and really wanting to, yeah, I guess do something that I would be challenged and out of my comfort zone and YWAM, God just kind of kept highlighting that and knowing that it was something that I could step into that was, yeah, out of my comfort zone and challenging, but will definitely re- make me rely on the Lord. So when I was looking it up, I came across the YWAM Discipleship Training School, which there's one off the north of Panama and the Caribbean side, a small little island. And I was like, yeah, I don't... Well, first of all, I didn't want to be in Hawaii during it. I mean, I've experienced Hawaii, and I've always loved going to new places, so God just kind of highlighted Panama to me and living off the grid and living sustainably on an island where, yeah, we were living solar power and lots of fruits and vegetables and garden and yeah so that was the first time I heard about it and God just kept putting it on my heart and yeah I think I was just taking steps towards it even before Paige and I came together I don't really remember I mean I don't know I think I had mentioned it to you when we got together I was like yeah I think I'm still supposed to do YWAM God had highlighted it to me and I was getting you know excited and God grew my desire for it and just because Paige and I got together didn't mean that God wasn't leading me to it so I I just kind of either was going to go by myself which didn't feel good so I I think I just remember yeah I think even before Paige and I got together I remember God like saying or telling me or yeah leading me that someone I know is going to be going with me and then Paige and I got together, and it just became more and more clear that, mm-hmm. you know, Paige and I were supposed to go on our discipleship training school together. So, I feel like I remember there was an opportunity for you to work at Dell or somewhere like that, some type of a computer. Mm-hmm. And before, way before we got married, you were talking to me about these two choices that you had that you could go and work in that position and have security and safety and a future and retirement and all of those things that your family wants for you. Or you could 
do what you felt like God was leading you to, which was this YWAM. And I was all the way for YWAM, even though it didn't make sense. And I understood the the contrast between the security and the safety versus, yeah, you're just going to another island and living off grid and not knowing what comes after that. But I just remembered that as you were talking, how sweet that was that the Lord gave me an opportunity to encourage you in a next step that we would ultimately be taking together. <laughs> and I think maybe even before we we were together, I thought that it would be awesome for you to go. But at the same time, You never yeah. told me that. I mean, you were so interested in it. Right. I think I was just like, well, if you're interested in it, like, why don't you just go too? <laughs> maybe you're the person that, yeah, I know that's supposed to go with me. And then the truth comes out being together and you were going to come with me anyways even though I don't think you really wanted to (laughs) yeah again just I wasn't in the right headspace at all that's true so we mentioned that we didn't have anyone give us gifts we just asked for yeah potluck wedding and aunties and uncles helped out with specific things to cut our expenses and our stress which was amazing but our family and our ohana just loves us so much they still blessed us ridiculously when it came to finances And so typically when you go on a missions trip, you fundraise and ask for sponsors and do all of this extra stuff. And then you take that money with you so that you can support the base that you go to. But we were so blessed with our wedding funds that that was our support raising right there. So they pretty much paid for our missions trip, which was so amazing and just a beautiful way to start out our marriage. We were blessed to be debt-free because Evan didn't pay for his college and I was on full scholarship. And then we entered marriage debt-free because all of the big expenses like the ring and the dress and the wedding itself, the food, just all of it that usually or that can potentially become a debt for people to begin their lives together God just took care of it for us. He just gave us that desire of minimalism and he just brought people around us that loved us and supported us and wanted to encourage us in that way, wanted us to take our lives with the next right step of freedom in Christ and not already being tied down to the world financially. So no, we didn't have really anything going into the marriage together like at all financially, but we also weren't in debt financially, which was such a gift. And We are still so grateful for that. So as Evan also mentioned, I didn't really seem like I wanted to go, but I was just in such a terrible place, you guys. It was such a hard time. It was such a heavy time. I explained it a little bit in the last one and it didn't go away. I had, it was, it was like a storm. And then on the day of our wedding, everything just cleared. And the sky was honestly a perfect depiction of that on our wedding. It was just so beautiful. Everything was clear. It was fresh. I had a new perspective. I felt like I could breathe again. And then, like I said, right towards the end, it just came on me all of a sudden again. And I found myself in the bathroom crying as everybody's trying to say their goodbyes to my wedding. And it it continued on. It lasted. And so in those times, I knew I wasn't in my right mind. I knew that I didn't have a right heart, but I knew that God had answered my prayer. And I don't know if I actually shared my prayer with you guys. My prayer in my season of singleness was that the Lord would bring me a man that I could worship and glorify him with better together than I could apart or with anybody else, and also a man after his own heart. And so I had to trust that although Evan wasn't perfect in that season, and neither was I, I had to trust that that was my prayer, and God heard my prayer, and he answered it. And so if he answered that prayer, that meant 
that Evan was the man I'd been praying for. That meant that Evan was the one after his own heart. That meant that Evan was the one that I could worship him better with than I could with anybody else or apart. And so I had to trust him in that season. I had to trust, okay, God, I don't feel like I want to go. I don't feel like I want to do anything, but I trust that you brought this man into my life and you're leading him in this direction. And it's something that I got to encourage him in months ago. I'll go. I, I gave my yes to you already years ago, and I'll, I will continue giving you my yes for all the rest of my years. So like Evan said, although I didn't seem like I wanted to go, I had to trust. And I'm so grateful that I had Evan to trust in because that season, again, that was pretty much our honeymoon season. And most people would think that that was not smart. Even the YWAM base directors were kind of like, oh, we have some honeymooners. But like, what was that season of life? like for us entering our marriage in that way yes it was challenging but what were some of the blessings that came out of that yeah um well we the whole ywam we were yeah we were the married couple we were kind of prioritized in a way that all right there's like dorm styles for the girls and and then a separate section for the boys, and then there was, like, another section for us, pretty much. And we were the only, well, there was, another, there was other married couples, but we were the only students that were married. So we got our own little, like, apartment in one of the, in the house that we had. We had our own little section there, so that was awesome to be able to, yeah, have our own space. And even throughout the whole YWAM, if we went to go travel, yeah, it was kind of, prioritized where all right these guys are married they need a little bit more Mm -hmm. space I guess but yeah God providing in that way and but yeah just the dynamic of going as a married couple into a group of yeah I think there was six students all together maybe seven students and then on total on base I think there were up to 20 people and our honeymoon just kind of yeah got combined with everybody that was there and how sweet it was that even though we didn't spend a typical honeymoon going on vacation, we still were on a beautiful island in the middle of the Caribbean and warm water and, and there were waves, even though, oh, we actually did get to body surf a few times, which I was super excited about. But yeah, it was, it was beautiful in its own ways for sure. And we were able to, yeah, go into discipleship training school where we were building on our faith individually and even more so as a couple when we're both seeking the Lord individually and learning about our own walks with Christ it just strengthens our marriage even more and just the blessing of being able to do that right after we get married and be able to yeah go through all these ups and downs and learning about God and and yeah, doing life with others too, where we were accountable with, even when, I don't know, we had a lot of, yeah, arguments or disagreements, we would have to, yeah, come together in unity because we had a community around us that needed us to come and, yeah, be who God created us. And, yeah, given there were times that we struggled a lot and didn't, yeah, meet up to those, those standards that we, could have been living but yeah we always came back together because I think yeah community around us was amazing 
and all believers and we're always praying together and cooking together and <laughs> singing and dancing and serving, especially um, the next door neighbors was a village of, yeah, local people that lived down there. And yeah, it was just hard and sweet and challenging and fun at the same time. And yeah, Paige was sharing how she was still going through this mode of, yeah, depression. And it definitely carried into it a little bit, but just the fact that we had that community around us was, was good. Absolutely. And I think one of the first spirits that God was killing in us individually and in our marriage was a spirit of selfishness. As you were talking, that's all that just kept coming to my mind is we, he didn't allow room for selfishness. Like he didn't allow us to pursue him and come together and get married and then just settle in the world, you know, and start like, I'm looking after me, you're looking after you and we're looking after each other. He's like, no, I want to continue what I started. I want to bring what I started to a glorious finish for my name. And because of that, yes, the season is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to be full of challenges, but it's going to be refining you in the way that I want you to look as my son and my daughter. Because yeah, we would get frustrated and want to be selfish and just be alone or keep this bitterness or anger in our heart of I'm right or you're right. But God didn't allow that because we had prayer meetings every morning and we had lunch together and we had supper together and we would, I don't know, get in a disagreement over making our meals together. Praise God for YWAM. It taught us how to cook together. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, I knew that I was controlling, but I guess Evan didn't really know that about himself, just that he's like particular in certain ways. And so coming together, it, he just allowed us to work through so many things in that season without letting the selfishness grow. And he continued growing our heart for adoption and fostering even there because Evan talked about the village and we had three little boys that we kind of just adopted during our time there. And we would be sleeping, you guys, or taking a nap during the day just in our own space. And there's not actual windows in Panama. Everything's like a graded so that the air can flow in and out. And they'd come up to our windows and just whisper in there, Evan, Evan. <laughs> So eventually we had to put blankets up like over our door at least so that we could have some privacy. Yeah. But they had full access to us all the time. And yes, it was exhausting, but also we loved it. Like we'd get dressed and go out there and especially Evan would go run around with them and learn Spanish and have them in the wheelbarrows. And <laughs> it was awesome. It was hard. It was hard. Don't hear us wrong. But looking back, if I could have changed one thing, it would have been my attitude about it. It would have been my perspective. Like, I would go back five times over with the strength that I have in the Lord now, with the hope that I have in the Lord that it's not always going to be like this because that's how I felt in that season. I felt like this is me now. Like it's going to be like this forever. And that is a lie. And it is a lie that the enemy wanted to keep me in, not only in that season, but for the rest of our life. And God also knew, I don't understand why I went through that. And I don't need to know why I went through that. But I'm so grateful that he did bring me a man and not only a man, a whole new family in Panama. There were so many times that they would lay hands on me and pray over me and encourage me and fight for me. And then there's other times that God, again, killing that spirit of selfishness, someone else in the group would be suffering. And I would, it's, it sounds terrible, but just being honest, like for whatever reason, I would feel better on that day because I'd be laying my hands on them and I would be encouraging them and I would be lifting them up. 
And it didn't allow me to think about myself so much and what I was struggling with and what my fears were. I got to look at somebody else. I took my eyes off myself and I put my eyes on them. I put my eyes on Christ. And I think I'm just processing now. That's what that season was as well. He was continuing to show me, Paige, I love you so much. I'm not going to let you focus on yourself because the more that you focus on yourself, the more that this uninvited feeling this uninvited spirit this uninvited mental space will continue taking up residency inside of you but the more that you focus on me and the more that you focus on the people that I bring into your life I will release you of this and he did he did eventually and it does come back like I don't know if once you have once you struggle with depression or just any any type of disorder at all mental disorder disordered eating I talked about that in my last testimony too I don't know if it ever fully goes away, but God does break those chains and he gives you the perspective that once it comes back, just like I was actually struggling with it a couple days ago, and Evan recognizes it right away, I recognize it right away, and it's like, I've heard this before, it's like your oil light, I don't even know how we got on this, but it's like the oil light on your car going off, it's just like a reminder, like, hey, something's not quite right, let's let's do a little checkup and switch some things, and And then you'll be fine. You know, your car can run again. And that's kind of what this spirit of heaviness is for me. Like when it comes on me, I'm like, okay, something's not quite right. Like, where did I start becoming selfish? Or like, where did I start focusing on myself? Or like, where is God trying to really refine something in me? But also instead of taking a deep dive into that and myself, I now know, okay, I just need to turn. I need to repent. I need to just be with my God and I need to be completely transparent with my husband and everyone else around me so that they can just come into my life and love me and support me and encourage me and remind me that there is hope and that it's not going to be like this forever and that God turns everything around, that he brings good from everything. (laughs) So that was a lot being said. (laughs) I guess I want to transition into what's coming to my mind again is just that that was the first time that we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it was such a spirit of heaviness, but it started becoming physical heaviness for me. And I remember telling my base leader that I think I am either dying or I have worms. And so they had dewormer there on the base. And if they were going to give that to me, they had to give me a pregnancy test first just to make sure. So Evan and I went and took the pregnancy test and it was immediate. Like the line showed up immediately and we just looked at each other. I mean, I don't know. Do you, did you even have any thoughts? I mean, I knew we were getting ready to do the pregnancy test because I think we were being prepared to be like, oh, what if we are pregnant? Because that's definitely a possibility of what's going on. And yeah, I mean, my thoughts were definitely like, oh, wow, and excitement. And like, (laughs) wow, we didn't even, I mean, we knew when we were, you know, making love and, and coming together that we were praying through it all and wanting to, I don't know, just allow God and his timing provide us with a baby or bless us with a baby when he wanted to. And we never, yeah, wanted to hinder that, I guess, in any way. And he just kind of led us to, you know, just trust him completely with all mm-hmm. of that. And yeah, we we knew at some point we probably would get pregnant, but yeah, that quickly and and at the base in YWAM in Panama in the middle of the jungle in the <laughs> middle of the ocean. And yeah, it was like, oh, wow, this is actually happening. Like, right. <laughs> we trusted you, God, and you're blessing us with a baby right now. And yeah. 
In Psalms 127 was the Psalms that Evan and I would pray over and over and over again whenever we would come to the point of speaking about children. So that would be a really awesome one for you guys to read through. It's about way more than just children as well. It's just trusting that God is in control of everything. And if he's not, then we're just working in vain. And he answered our prayer in a way that we didn't expect him to and the timing that we didn't expect him to, but we were so excited. But because we were in the middle of the jungle, that meant I wasn't going for regular checkups. I wasn't getting ultrasounds. I wasn't doing all of these things. We really were trusting it all into God's hands. And I want to backtrack just really quick to get Evan's side of this story too. Before we even got married, the first time I left Hawaii before Evan came to visit my family, I was sitting outside on my deck and I share this in my testimony and I just had this peace come over me. I was alone and I just had this peace come over me that you're going to have a miscarriage, like you're going to lose your first baby. And it was so, looking back on it now, it's so strange because there was peace. It was the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I told my mom and I told my dad and I called Evan and told Evan. (laughs) And so how did you feel about that? Because looking back on it, that just seems really strange for me to call you like we're not even married yet and I'm already telling you that we're going to lose our first baby but I had such a peace about it and what was it like for you yeah I'm trying to remember the actual conversation I I remember us talking about it definitely and mentioning miscarriage and kind of not really thinking too much about it so I don't really know if I had like I mean I guess there was a piece there i wasn't like, oh, that's going to be devastating. Like, what are we going to do? I just remember Paige sharing that. I know she had her, yeah, heard from God and prayed about it. And I, yeah, definitely lifted it up to God. And I don't remember, yeah, anything scary or anything about it. I just kind of trusted that, yeah, that's what God is going to do. Then, you know, he's going to use it for his good and, for us to reach even more people and to relate to more people. So, yeah. And just the blessing that it was that he truly used that to soften our hearts because yeah, he used it to soften my mom's heart, my dad's heart, your heart and my heart. But another strange thing about all of this is we, I never thought about it the whole entire time we were pregnant. Like I wasn't dwelling on it at all. It was like he showed me it and then he almost like had me forget that he showed me it. And my mom, I think, is the only one that really was like, yeah, even after you told me that you were pregnant, I, I thought about that. It was in the back of my mind. But obviously, the excitement was bigger than the fear. So I just wanted to backtrack to that because it wasn't until after we had had our actual miscarriage in Panama City that the thought came back to me of, oh, my goodness, babe, God prepared our hearts for this. Like, he didn't have to do that. Why did we lose our baby? I don't know. Like we live in a broken world and broken things happen, but God in his grace gave us a peace that he didn't have to give us. Like he gave us a peace that we didn't necessarily deserve to have. He just looked down and out of his love for us, he helped us prepare for something devastating that was going to happen Mm -hmm. while also allowing us to experience the excitement and the joy that was to come of bringing a new life into this world and not allowing it to be tainted by fear of what was to come. I'm just processing all of that right now. That Hmm. is so beautiful. That is. And yeah, it was a beautiful experience. We had, yeah, found out and now we were going to tell everybody. And 
think we started with telling the people that were there on base. We just went in the kitchen and kind of shared the news and I think it was just the girls there and (laughs) they were super excited and I think a couple of them started tearing up and yeah we're just genuinely happy for us because we have done so much life together already and pretty much brothers and sisters in Christ well immediately we are but just growing in our relationships and how sweet it was to tell them and then there was another group coming back from town and we were just trying to be silly I guess or find a good way to tell them because Mm -hmm. um, yeah we knew that they would be excited and yeah we used one of those uh, prego sauces I I don't remember how we did it they were coming off the boat and we were just holding it and yeah they were super excited too and one of our buddies yeah was yeah he's got a super sweet heart and Mm -hmm. I'm excited for him to have babies with his wife someday and they just got married yes and yeah he was so excited and everyone was excited it was a good time to be part of the community and share what God's doing in our lives and adding another baby and them being a part of it so yeah it was definitely beautiful sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.